Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, I have my beautiful wife and co-host. We're going to talk all about drama. Serenity now. Stop the drama now. Dealing with immature people, drama, gaslighting, toxic people, and ways to ignore the haters and psychic attackers with a healthy dose of science meets spirituality. At the end of the day, you guys, everybody at some point is going to be the target of somebody's hate. Uh, Whether it be accidental or incidental, uh, we're all dealing with stress in our life. We're all dealing with drama, and we all have friends online, and we all have these lives we've built, and at some point, someone's going to turn on us for no reason, and I want to talk about that. So this episode is going to be all about our vacation and what prompted our uh, extended uh, hiatus and uh, sort of the spiritual malaise we were getting about uh, just having a creative burnout and spiritual and emotional sort of malaise where we're just burning out. Uh, We get tired of this life. We get tired of people. And sometimes we have to look to the right places to find love, find joy, and find a more beautiful and relaxing and calm life. So this is going to be a two-parter, you guys. The first uh, part is going to be this here, where we're going to talk about uh, our vacation. We're going to talk about uh, how we kind of found ourselves in a kind of a creative burnout And then uh, we're going to talk at length about a situation that happened to us that was very, very unfortunate. On the second part, part two of this, we're going to talk about ways in which we can empower ourselves and find a happiness and a strength and a finding your center, really, that endures. So buckle up, ladies and gentlemen. It is so good to be back. We missed you. And uh, thanks a lot for being a friend. If you want to support us, come on over to Patreon at Chef Bright Comedy. And let's begin. Welcome back, everybody. Hey, welcome back to another episode of Surviving Empathy Podcast. I am your host, Brian Russell of Chef Bright Comedy. And today, ladies and gentlemen, of course, as usual, I have my wife, the host with the most. Please say hello to... Rebecca Russell. Hi. (laughs) (laughs) So, you guys, welcome back. Welcome back. Thank you for joining us on Season 4, opener of Surviving Empathy Podcast. Uh, We went on vacation so long, we forgot how to do all this. (laughs) I know, it feels a little strange. I know, it's almost like uh, that muscle memory is a little weak there, but it'll all come back. We got Um, this. Yeah, no, it's just that, you know, what happened was, you guys... At the end of the day, I mean, um, I, I just hit full-on burnout, you know, uh, and that's nothing against anybody. That's not, that's just my own personal thing. When you've been doing a show for a year long, yeah, I took a little bit of time here and there, but we did bonus episodes. We never were truly off uh, because we do so many bonus episodes, and that's just to give our fans uh, and our audience something to chew on so that they don't forget about us entirely. But, uh, yeah, no, I just, um, I, I really hit burnout, and, uh, and that's why, uh, that's what led me down the road to this, today's topic, which is, I'm kind of tentatively calling this episode, Stop the Drama Now, 
Dealing with immature people, drama, gaslighting, toxic people, and ways to ignore the haters and psychic attackers with a healthy dose of uh, spirituality meets science. Now, we'll go into uh, all that, but uh, basically what it boils down to, you guys, is that despite life going pretty good, when you have, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, a spiritual side, when you have an emotional, uh, vulnerable side, uh, you can burn out even when things are going well. And that was kind of what happened to me is that the show is growing. Uh, the, the, you know, I'm, I'm meeting so many new people. I'm getting there. We're slowly but surely becoming a very legitimate resource for people's mental health and for uh, helping people who identify as sensitives or empaths. Uh, but at the end of the day, I mean, this is this show is for everybody. And it's just kitchen table uh, common sense ways to live a better and more robust life. I mean, that's really what it's about. And we try to tackle aggressive or oppressive or tyrannical systems while we're at it. Uh, because at the end of the day, I mean, that really does play a role and a factor in our total mental health. And so we try to be a one-stop shop for people who are sort of uh, geared to- towards the same things like us, who like Halloween, who celebrate Halloween year round who we call that hashtag spooky life, you know, but at the end of the day, this is for all my spookies. This is for all my sensitive. This is for all those regular average bears out there who are just trying to get uh, a leg up in this life without a lot of help, without a lot of encouragement. And we want to be the lovers and the carers and the encouragers in that, in this world uh, and, and just maybe just try to find a small tribe of people where we can help each other. And at the end of the day, uh, you know, uh, websites and the Internet and all the influencers out there. I don't know. It's just like TMI, too much information. I think it's garbage in, garbage out. There's It's just too much going on out there and the noise can just overwhelm you. And so we just wanted to trim the fat and, and really simplify what happiness is what a robust life is, and try to make a show for people like ourselves who are getting older and just trying to find validity, something spiritual, something real, something good in this world, because, you know, we're getting bigger, but are we getting better? I don't always know. And so, you know, that's what this show is going to be about is let's talk about gaslighters. It happened to us recently. We're going to go into that. Uh, We're going to talk about hateful people and psychic attackers. We're going to go into... Uh, uh, some of the articles we have written here about how to find uh, your clarity and your worth, uh, despite the fact that we're living in a world where people will gaslight you, whether it be your friends or family or total strangers, uh, gaslighting is everywhere. And do you want to tell them what gaslighting is in your own words? Yes. So gaslighting, it's basically just someone trying to manipulate you psychologically into kind of questioning your own sanity, what you believe, who you are. Yeah. Just questioning everything about yourself. It has you questioning your own uh, reality. Yeah. It has you Mm -hmm. questioning reality, thinking that you're the bad person or you did something wrong when you've done nothing wrong. And, And we'll talk about an example of how that happened to us and how we're trying to fight off a hateful smear campaign by... A group of people that, uh, frankly, uh, need to eat a dick. Uh, so, <laughs> but at the end of the day, I mean, you know, you know how I am. I'm a, I'm a jovial, 
kind, loving person, but uh, I'm also a 48-year-old soldier, and, uh, you know, I give back sometimes. When people give me shit, I give back. I try to, you know, I I always try to, uh, you know, uh, be the bigger person. I always try not to step into every trap, because that's what people will do. They'll try to trap you. Uh, you they'll say hateful or hurtful things and then they're trying to get you to go down to their level and they're in those instances i really try to just you know uh, uh stay the course and uh, be the bigger man be a diplomat but at the end of the day sometimes you get to a point where you get fed up and you just go ah, you know what fuck it <laughs> and you kind of throw yourself out there and uh, we'll talk about that but first i wanted to talk about our vacation so you know the reason, what prompted this whole thing was I was really a few months ago uh, dealing with really extreme burnout. Uh, nothing against my show, nothing against my audience. I was just creatively burning out because I was just pumping out shows. Uh, and some shows did really well and other shows not as well. Um, but as you try to grow as a podcaster and writer... Um, you start to feel like this is a long ball thing. You really do have to have the wisdom and maturity to understand uh, that the longer you do this, the more you apply yourself, the better it will become. And it's becoming really quite great. I mean, my social media numbers are blowing up. Uh, the, the views are getting bigger. Uh, but there are still those days where you feel like you're lagging and you're, you're impatient for success. Not for vanity reasons, not for ego, not for money or monetary reward, but more just because you want to connect with your audience and you want to feel like you're making an appreciable difference in real time. And when you don't get the, the feedback in real time, sometimes you're like, uh, is this thing on? Hello? Is this thing on? Yeah, it's like you're screaming into the void. <laughs> yeah, you feel like you're screaming into the void and you wonder if people are really listening, but... I know from the numbers that they are, and so it's 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 such a pleasure to do this show. But uh, you know, we we got burnt out, and uh, usually uh, this time of year we go down to California. Uh, but because we went to the Tool Show in January, as you guys know, uh, we caught COVID, and then Rebecca used up all her COVID pay because the the state stopped mandating. Go ahead yeah, and tell well, that. Yeah, we didn't. They took away hmm. COVID pay, so right. I had to use the rest of my vacation hours. Yeah. To pay for time I was off from COVID. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah. And so then we weren't able to go down to California like we usually do and visit Rebecca's parents, all our friends and family. Uh, we're talking the high school friends and all the junior high friends, the people you know forever and ever. Uh, we try to get down there every year, but, you know, we couldn't this time. And so we're like, well, shit, we got to do something. We were, you know, uh, you know, we were just going on Facebook talking to our friends and everyone was going to the shows and we're like, oh, man. And it was making me feel sort of out of sorts. And so uh, our friend uh, went to a Red Hot Chili Pepper show and I was like, you know what? Dang it. We're going to a show. <laughs> and that's what we did is we went on a camping trip and we went to see Alice in Chains and Bend, Oregon. And it was fantastic. We had a great time. Yeah, it was amazing it was amazing yeah, wasn't it it was so such a great show it took me two weeks to recover <laughs> because i wasn't yep. used to the sunburns and all the constant go 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 well yeah of course it was in the time the last ditch last heat wave of the summer so yeah we're in a tent and and it was in bend which is yeah basically desert. high desert yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so i was hotter than shit by nine o'clock it was loud and the freeway was or not the freeway but the road next to us we ended up getting this camp spot right next to a road and uh 
oh my god by by eight o'clock man i was like oh my god so thankfully we brought earplugs yeah and that helped but by 9 30 all the kids in the campsite are playing and running and going off and uh, it was so noisy and i'm like thank goodness when you're camping you go to bed early because oh my goodness i would have been exhausted otherwise so we had a wonderful time. We were in Bend, Oregon for three days. Well, really like two days. We mm-hmm. got there on a, what, Tuesday. Tuesday? The show was on Wednesday, and we left Thursday. So we really only had two half days to camp. And then the day yeah. of the show was pretty much all day there. We were there from 4.30 to like, what, 11 o'clock at night, basically. Something like that, yeah. The camping was just the afterthought. The camping was just a place to a stay. A place to crash, so, right, really, yeah. yeah. So we didn't do a ton of camping, although we did... The first night, look at the stars. We were we were UFO watching. Didn't didn't uh, see any. Saw some shooting stars, but no UFOs. Yeah, and that was fun. It was. I mean, you know, over here um, in the Willamette Valley, uh, there's a lot of overcast, and so sometimes uh, we don't see. Well, at least summertime, we get we get some good stars, but we don't always get a lot of places to go where it's dark enough. Yeah. And where there's enough stars, so uh, where we went was perfect. We just backed the truck up, truck up backwards, and then put our sleeping bags in there with our pillows, and we're there for a few hours, just talking and shooting the shit. It was it was wonderful. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, and uh, that's the thing, you know, marry your best friend, you guys. That's it makes it that much better because when you guys have a connection, uh, it's spiritual and it's it's really important. Um, so if you're single, don't despair. You will find someone, I promise. <laughs> so yeah, tell the folks about the the concert, what it was. Well, it was it was a really great outdoor venue. It was called the Hayden Homes Amphitheater. Um, so yeah, it was just a stage set up with a big, big grass area, big lawn huge, area, yeah. and but not huge enough, not so huge that you didn't feel like you could see the stage. Like right, it still right. felt pretty. It intimate. still felt pretty intimate. Yeah. yeah, and it was really neat. There was a place set up front for the the more expensive tickets where people had to stand for hours, and then we were yeah. just back on the grass where we could sit and. It was wonderful. Just had food trucks and yeah. alcohol available, and it yeah. was just—it was great. We found a nice shady spot. And well, it was perfect because I remember when I went to the Stone Temple Pilots show, there wasn't a lot of vendors, and so every time you wanted a beer, you would wait in line for thirty minutes, and then you would drink your beer, and then be right back in line. And I was wanting to drink that <laughs> night, right? So the whole show, I was in line for beer or peeing. Uh, this one was perfect because I did have like five drinks, but I don't I. At no point did I feel overly buzzed. At no point did I feel sick. It was perfect. I was in a good mood. I was socializing with everybody. I mean, it was weird because I'm not usually that social butterfly, but when I drink, I just go, oh, and I just snap on. And I just, mm-hmm. I, it was really good because I got to meet a bunch of people, a guy from Europe, all kinds of people. I noticed that the older crowd was there for Alice in Chains. Mm-hmm. Anybody over 40? Alice in Chains and Bush. And Bush, right. And then uh, the younger uh, generation, not older, not young, not young, young, but uh, like the 30-something crowd, I think they were there for Breaking Benjamin because I could see them mm-hmm. mouthing the words. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then it got, the crowd actually got smaller after they left. Yeah. When, when Allison Chains came I know, on, and then we were able to go forward mm-hmm. a lot yeah. closer. So, yeah. yeah. It was a terrific show. And uh, I had been to an Allison Chains show once, but it was way, way back at Lollapalooza back when I was a young lad, and uh, it was great. I saw Soundgarden and Alice in Chains at the same time, and it was magical, and I never thought I would end up seeing uh, Alice in Chains again, so it was really, really yeah. fun. And another cool thing about this venue, it was typical Oregon. One side of it 
had it was it was kind of in the middle of town. There was like a movie theater down yeah, the road. There was yeah. condos all over. But between the movie theater shopping mall and mm. the venue was a river. Yeah, so there's people just floating on floating the, river, down the river, listening yeah. to the concert. It Tom was, Sawyer, it was it. pretty <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what I love about Bend is that it is high desert, but there's a beautiful Deschutes River there, and the weather is a little warm. But uh, but it was beautiful that day. It was a little warm. But then yeah. we, we found a nice shady spot and stayed right there. Mm-hmm. I got a little bit sunburned on my arms, but nothing too bad. That's because you didn't put on sunscreen. I know. I, did, I, got to, I didn't get sunscreen. And I had it in my bag. <laughs> I you should have told me to put it on, but I, we were in the shade You're most of it. Boy. You should oh, I know. I know. Yourself. I'm a big boy. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a terrific time, is the, is the point. Um, and then when we got home, uh, we were pooped, man. We got everything put away, and uh, we, we still have to clean the tent for our mm-hmm. friend. We borrowed a tent because our tent ripped, and so we have to clean the tent. And we were going to do it there, but we didn't have a broom, and it was very dusty there. And so we've, we're, we're like, we'll just get home, we'll relax, we'll rest. Because she's not in a hurry to get it back, so no. I just figure, eh, we'll set it up again, we'll hose it off, we'll sweep it properly, and then we'll give it back to her after it's all said and done, dried and perfect. Yeah. Uh, because I didn't want to give, I didn't want to like half-ass it there and then give it back to her in that state. So you know, um, but it was a terrific time, and we got to do some, you know, like I said, we 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 got went to the back of the truck, did some stargazing, we made s'mores, uh, we got to talk with some of the people at the campsite who were all very nice. The park ranger was super nice. Yeah, went um, down to the river. Yeah, it went down to the river and watched yeah. a bunch of people inner tubing and stuff and swimming. And that dog. That was the <laughs> cutest thing ever. This little dog. It was like he was like a, a maybe like a uh Australian Shepherd kind of dog. That's what I think. It, yeah. Just sitting there, just sitting in the water, just watching everything. And we were happen. there for a good hour. He didn't move thing. the whole time. No. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. But yeah, it was the weather was good. It was very nice. And uh you know, I noticed when I was gone, you know, I wasn't getting anxious. I wasn't getting depressed. And I was like, huh. And what it was, I think, is that when you're in your home, you are really tied to all of your gadgets and you're really tied to social media. And then, of course, you're tied to your bills and your real life. And uh, when you get away from all that, it's like it's magical what it does. It separates you from that. I don't know, that connection to all your problems. And I felt really good. I didn't have any anxiety, any depression. And then, of course, we get back. And no migraines. And yeah, no migraines, too, because because it's high high desert. desert. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. No, no high pressure system there to to have to deal with the back and forth from the cloudy weather to the sunny weather. Um, Yeah. And we just felt great. And it was a wonderful trip. And uh, and then we get back. And then we found out that, uh, you know, all the friends that I had met through your Facebook group that you were on, uh, they, um, well, do you want to just tell the story? Well, yeah, I um, ended up on a page of someone that Mm. I wasn't friends with anymore, um, but it's still public, so she's dumb keeping her her, uh, profile public, but... Just came across the post because um, you, the week before, had had a little bit of a disagreement with someone um, on Facebook, as yeah. happens, because people... Well, let me explain. So, yeah, um, so I've met a handful of friends from this group, and this is where Rebecca has made like a hundred friends on this Facebook group. It's a, it's a makeup group, and uh, 
you know, I have nothing against women. I, to be supportive, I started making friends with these gals, too. And we've known each other for like four years, a lot of them. And, uh, you know, it's always been very pleasant and nice. And I've known some of them for 10 plus years. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. And well, and I just, you know, I, I realized that these people were kind of a mainstay in your life. And I, as, as I got to know some of them, I friended them and we became friends. And, um, so anyways, long story short, uh, this gal that I had uh, blocked about a year ago because she was being mean to me and rude to me. I was going through a little bit of a depressive funk, and, uh, you know, I, I sometimes write for catharsis on Facebook, as I do, and I uh, had nothing to do with any person. It was just me venting, like my grandma taught me, give it to the universe. And so I did that, and then she just sort of tore me a new asshole, and I don't know why. And uh, so I had to block her. It was ugly, and I had to block her. <clears throat> well, I ended up main- maintaining friends with everybody else. And uh, there's this girl who uh, has, uh, you know, a lot of depression. She works uh, retail. And, um, you know, she, she's a really nice gal. And, and I, I, I always try to, when I see someone sad, I try to cheer them up with the silly dad joke humor type stuff. And that's what I was trying to do. But it didn't come out quite right. And so what happened was she got really offended. And I was like, well, I was kidding. No, no, I was kidding. Um, you know, and I don't want to go into all the yeah. details because no. it's not worth it. But um, but then uh, I ended up getting sort of tired of her anger towards me. It was like, good grief, you know. Um, and so I just told her, you're a sad, sad, angry woman. Good grief, you know. And I said, I yeah. know you've been through a lot. I mean, this girl, um, her, her uh, boyfriend committed suicide like 10 years ago. And so I've always tried to be nice to her, good to her. Um, but I was just sick and tired of this this feeling like I was being rejected for being a man. Oh, and she'd you know? been very passive aggressive yeah. in past weeks on right. some of your posts and things. Right. So right. you just kind of get fed up with stuff after a while. Yeah, and I was just Yeah. I, I was I was getting to the point where I was starting to realize that a lot of these women had unrealistic uh, and unfair uh, viewpoints about me and so when i unfriended this girl she told her friend the one that we blocked and then she wrote a big hate post about us tagging a bunch of people and it had like 85 comments on it well we get back from vacation a week later and rebecca just runs into this post all about you, her and i about how we're all these terrible things and it was it was shocking at first i was like oh my god you know um but then I realize, you know, and you go through all the seven stages, anger and upset and all these things. Uh, but at the end of the day, yeah, I was just really put off. And um, we had to sit down that night and have a talk about it. And, yeah, you want to kind of yeah. take off from there? Well, <clears throat> basically, any interactions you've had where you've had any type of negativity towards people, it's they've started it. I would tell you if yeah. you were being... Ridiculous! And I, never I never initiate. I never initiate those yeah, kind of things. And I ever. just it. <clears throat> I don't even. Have, there's so much I want to say that I just don't yeah. even know where to start. But well, I know it's just these people seem to think that because they're women, they can say whatever they want, and you can't react to it. Yeah. And this one in particular, yes, something very tragic happened to her. But and I'm not one to tell anybody how no. to grieve, but. 
it's been so many years. Ten years or and more. And she doesn't seem to try to help herself at all. Yeah. And she seems to want to stay in this I depressive feel, funk. I, and everybody's enabling her to do it. Right. And I feel like her growth and progress should be better, better than that. Because you, your boyfriend, died 13 yeah. years ago. And you know why they don't know about it? Because I don't talk about it every day. And it just seems that... Everybody, and it's nice that people are protective of her and want her to be okay, but it's just like she can never do any wrong from that point forward. Well, yeah, what I was. She gets a free pass to do and say any behavior, any bad behavior. And I even wrote a. There's a meme. Anyway, so there's just this um, meme that I posted on my um, Instagram where it says maturity is working through your trauma and not using it as a never ending excuse for poor behavior. Now, now, yeah. you know, I have a lot of sympathy for her. We're not going to use any names here. Um, but I really do still care about her to this day. I mean, I. but the thing is, is she never shows a photograph of herself. And she never really comes out of her shell. And so I don't feel like I know her. And that's the problem sometimes with social media is that you only know a name and a face. And maybe sometimes you'll get a little understanding of their personality to a, to an extent. But I don't really even get that with her. And so I was trying to just sort of dad joke my way into her life to try to cheer her up. She took it the wrong way. She And she got very upset and then just started going off on me. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just... And then you know, everybody piled on and... Yeah. It's just, well, yeah. and it became this awful thing where every the 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 person that we blocked a year ago... She went on a campaign to try to get everybody in this group to think that we're these terrible people. And it's like, good grief. I mean, I barely leave my house. How could I be a terrible person? I have no criminal record. I have no Facebook strikes. I have no tickets. And yes, I do give shit sometimes. I'm in a red-blooded American male. But you're an equal opportunity shit giver. And that's the thing. Like These people seem to think that they should be... They want equality. But they also think they should be coddled as women, and you shouldn't treat them equally. Well, that's just it. You know, I'm as an equal opportunist, as an equal, equal, God, as, <laughs> as an equal opportunity kind of guy. I don't see men and women as being different. We all share the same thoughts and feelings in this life, and so I always try to give women respect. Um, I always try to give men respect, but but when. I am engaged in some kind of um, debate with them. I'm going to treat them the same. And, uh, you know, they, it's like they want a special pass for being women or they want a special pass because terrible things have happened to them in the past. But at the end of the day, terrible things have happened to you and I in the past. Yeah. We've been dealing with a lot of the same traumas and grief as well. Yeah. So why is it that they deserve all the comfort and coddling and support, but we don't? You you had a boyfriend die just as she did. And so yeah. at the end of the day, what it boils down to, you guys, is that it was upsetting. I felt bad. Now, could I have probably handled it a little bit better? Probably. But when you run out of patience, um, you just go, you know what? Fuck this. And you just cut it off. You just go, you know what? This is toxic. This is getting to be online harassment and bullying. And it's just getting toxic. This is not who I am. I, I am not a drama queen i am not a dramatic person and toxicity i'm allergic to it so i'm just like uh, oh, you know what never mind you're you're just kind of a sad woman and i wish you would just 
really learn to, to, to mature and grow. And, and, you know, and I want to be kind to them, but how can you be kind to them when they're always, always, always being rude to you? Always, always never giving you a chance. It's just like, you can't, yeah. they, they're unreasonable. They can't be there. You can't reason with them. And so they're always giving you crap. And I, I started to think about why is it? And I, I think the reason why is that the, the, the ladies in that makeup group have been tainted by the person that we blocked a year ago, the main instigator. Yeah. And they've probably been tainting our good names ever since. And so anytime we kind of show up, they're just like, Ugh, rolling their eyes at us. Mm-hmm. And that was the last straw when I was rude to her. Well, I was only rude to her because she was rude to me. Yeah. I would never, hey, I try very hard to be kind to people. I try very hard to, to be diplomatic. I'm always, always, always trying to cheer people up. Um, but at the end of the day, I was starting to feel like that I was being hated on for being a man. Or I was being hated on because I exist. My very yeah. existence invited uh, hate with these people. And I just, I couldn't understand what was going on. Because you didn't coddle them enough. Well, Honestly, I, think I just don't. Just- I don't coddle people. Yeah. I try to be supportive of people I care about, but when they start getting passive aggressive on me and saying rude or hateful things, it's like, what are you supposed to do when somebody's yelling and screaming at you, acting like a crazy person? You, yeah. You give it back a little bit. And I tried, hey, it wasn't so harsh that I got any Facebook strikes. Mm-hmm. It was just harsh enough to let her know that I am getting exhausted with your drama yeah but everybody you know? jumped on the bandwagon like oh, you can't be mean to her she's sad and depressed and she had something happen to her like yeah well and it and, happened to you though and i know it, and we've, know. we've been going through tr- grief yeah. and trauma ourselves. and so there's this idea there's a double standard because the meme that she posted was was about the witcher that tv show on netflix mm-hmm. and it says uh he attack with no K, he, what is it? I don't remember the second one, but then the third one was. It says he a snack. He a tasty snack or something, yeah. And, and so basically, and I was just saying, like, as a joke, I was like, hey, you know, some might think that's a double standard because. Yeah, if you, you know, posted if something, I posted about, something a about a woman with big boobs, yeah. she a snack, yeah. people would think I was objectifying yeah. her. But it's mm-hmm. okay when men, women objectify men. Yeah. And so I was joke. I don't get offended by that stuff. So I was making a joke like I was offended. She thought I was really offended. And then I tried to walk it back. But then when I lost patience with her, I was like, oh, my God, it's killing me. And so, you guys, the moral of the story is, is that um, we are trying to be elevated people. We're trying to elevate ourselves and, you know, vibrate at a higher frequency. But sometimes people, especially online, I think some people are just unhappy and they're miserable and they're stressed out. And then they take it all out on anyone who dares challenge them. And I was, like I said, it was all in jest. But then when, when I got kind of bored with her shit, I was like, ah, fuck this. I said, you're, and I didn't say anything rude. I just said, you need to learn and grow and you need to mature and you need, you're a sad, 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 angry woman. That's what I said, and that set her off. And then she shared it it with our other friend, and then it just set everybody else off. And then I had people messaging me, "How can you? How can Mm. your husband say such a thing? You better make him apologize." Blah 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 blah. 
I would apologize had they been nice to me or had any of them come to us. I know. You know, and that's the thing. Like, and I told them, you know, I told you, uh, and if any of them had come to us, hey, is this true? I could have said yes, Mm -hmm. but you don't know the context. Yeah. You don't understand the context. And and so, I mean, they were getting to the point on that post where there was 85 comments on it, making up stuff, then, then making it personal, talking Mm -hmm. about like how, you work all day while I just play around on a podcast. Mm-hmm. They have no idea I'm also writing no. a book. People have no idea. And all the things I do, all the editing yeah. and all the research and everything no. I do. People have no idea what we are, who we are, right. what our dynamic mm-hmm. is. Well, and these people have never met us in real no. life. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm trying to say, you guys, is that if you haven't met somebody in real life, sure, like I've said in previous episodes, it is good. It is good to make friends with people that you share a common interest with but be careful online there are trolls out there and there are people who are emotionally damaged and when you upset them uh they will turn their sights on you with a vengeance and what scares me is that the main instigator gal is amber heard crazy i'm she she doesn't know where the lines are and i'm yeah. afraid she's gonna do something weird and i'm gonna have to like Call the police. I think she'll get bored with it. But yeah, long story so. short, mm-hmm. I had already been defriended and blocked by a lot of people. I went through mm-hmm. every single person even related to that is mm-hmm. gone. We blocked everybody from the podcast page because people mm-hmm. were showing up there. Yeah. Even as of yesterday. Two, three days later, yeah. they're saying stuff. Three days later. And that's three days later from us finding out. The post happened before we even went on right. vacation. Right. It was a week old when so we found out. Yeah. And then so another my thing week from is, there. Like, these people, especially the main mm. person, she has a family. She has a job. She has pets. Her mom lives with her. Like, right. live your goddamn life. Right. You would think these people didn't have a functional life. Like, I mean, if yeah. you have a life with... A job and kids and a husband and a dog and a mom and all these things that are filling your life. Where do they find the time to hate on little old us? I don't understand it. It's pretty pathetic. It it really is. And I'm trying to be nice about it. But at the end of the day, it really disturbed me. You know, it did. It was it was out of the blue and it was just it was very disturbing. Well, and it was such a calculated. Yeah, it was very hateful and it was so calculated and some of the things they were saying were so mean and rude. And, um, you know, I don't want to go into it, but it was it was rude. It was it was it was next level sociopathic. It was crazy. We've never heard a fly. We, you and I have dedicated our lives to trying to help people. And, and I think of this show as a resource, not for just men, but for women. I, I I've lived my entire life in the estrogen ocean. I was raised by a grandmother and a mom without a father. Um, I have had female friends my whole life. I was a soldier. And as a soldier, I protect women. I look after them. But, you know, when you're dealing with women, sometimes when they go on the attack and they're not being reasonable and you're trying to say, hey, hey, whoa, 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 can we can we start over and apologize here? They're not in the mood to, to be nice or reasonable they're not in an apologetic mood and so at the end of the day i was trying my best to like walk it back and say hey i was upset i was getting tired of the drama and that's really what where i did that is because i'm you go to a person who you know has chronic depression has been through a, a terrible grief situation with a suicide 
But that was a long time ago. I mean, we're talking over 10 years ago. And, and I'm not telling people how to grieve. But at the end of the day, you've got to make incremental progress. You, it's been about 13, 14 years for you. And I wouldn't tell you how to grieve. But if you hadn't even gotten to step one of the grief process, I mean, I would think I would tend to think you were milking it. Yeah. You know, yeah. and that's what it feels to me is that everybody coddles her. And I wasn't trying to be rude to just her. I wasn't trying to be rude to anybody. But what it boils down to is none of these ladies gave me a chance. And then I found out why. If somebody had been tainting your good name for an entire year behind your back and not knowing about it, of course, they're going to be passive aggressive to you. And then you start going, well, why are they all reacting? Why are all the same women from the same group acting the same way? Ah, aha. I had that aha moment where I realized the main instigator a year ago when I blocked her has committed her life to making sure that people think we stink. Yeah. And that's just awful. Yeah. And and so that so that goes to show that while I'm all for finding your empath tribe, all, all for finding good people online, um, if they don't live with you or live around you or know what you've done, I mean, all this on the heels of me raising $155 to my female friend whose little kitty cat is sick and needs to go to the vet, and I raised this money for her. I'm not getting a single dime out of it, and um, I'm not trying to label myself a saint. It's just that we... Really, when we started this show, we, we really did commit ourselves to being better people. But you have your threshold of tolerance towards that kind of psychic attack. You know, people just continually uh, trying to say passive aggressive or mean or rude things. And, and how are you supposed to react? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a piece of shit. Okay. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I, I give it back a little bit. I'm a red blooded American. But to suggest that I'm a misogynist, would you speak on that, please? <laughs> Ridiculous. It, yeah, it's it's people that don't know you, and they're making assumptions because they want to see you that way. And yeah. you're not. You're the most protective of women, right. protective person of women that That's right. I know. And it's just, it's people don't know you. They've never met you in real life. Right. Everybody that knows us in mm. real life is completely on our side. Yeah. And they know who we are. Well, and they and, know what we are. And tell and, tell the folks about uh, her her good friend of like ten years who 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 took our side. I mean, that's that's a pretty clear indicator yeah. of who's in the moral right here. Yeah, it's just someone that used to know her that just wrote to us and said that she's sorry mm. we're dealing with this and that this person is a toxic narcissist and. Yeah. And it made me think there was a there was a person years ago that I was friends with through through the through the group and mm-hmm. on Facebook. Yeah. And years ago this mm-hmm. person had gone on a thing against her saying she was talking shit about her and this and that. And I unfriended her because of this. And I yeah. it probably was a, a same type of thing. It was right. probably just another smear campaign because the woman was speaking truth about her and she didn't like it, so she had to Well, I I can be kind of like harsh sometimes but i'm never unfair and when i say something it's because i want to cut ties with toxicity not because i'm trying to be mean to people and so at the end of the day you know what freaks me out about this is that i feel like this is going to be the hang now that never goes away these people are trying to tank my career they're going on my page trying to get all my audience to side with them and their arguments they've got snapshots of things i've said and the thing is because i don't want to root through all that garbage i don't know whether what 
their snapshotting is really what I said, or if it's something that they photoshopped yeah. or something or digitally it, altered. Even if it was what you said, they're leaving out their half of the, well, that's the whole a, interaction. Right, that's exactly it. No, they left out the entire part of what led to this, which is yeah. a constant uh, campaign to target me and to hate on me. And, and and it's like if you don't like me, then just unfriend me for crying out loud. I was only yeah. doing it to to show solidarity for you, you know. Yeah. So long story short, I left the group. I'm a hundred friends lighter on Facebook, uh, and well, they're new not chapter. Friends. Yeah. Well, well, no, exactly. And, and then and then you know what really upset me the most was one of our friends. I uh, won't say her name. Starts with an E, but she. I told her, why didn't you come to us? Because I would have thought she would have been better than that, smarter than that. I said, why didn't you come to us? We could have told you what happened. We could have explained the situation. You just believe this person in the hate smear. And then all these people just like agree without even knowing the other, the other half of the story. And then like, like I said, there's always two sides to a story. And uh, listen, I'm not trying to paint myself as a, as a saint here. I mean, I wish I had handled it a little bit better, but at the same time, I'm a red-blooded American and veteran. If I think you're an asshole, I'm going to say, yo, quit treating me like shit, man. What the hell? Yeah. Yeah, And the thing about it too, like, yeah, there's some people that Mm. I was really surprised about that are in their fifties. Yeah. They should know better. Everyone's acting like they're in high school. Well, yeah, it feels like high school. This, and it feels toxic. And then, we reported it to Facebook, and um, it's a clear harassment of us, and yet Facebook totally took their side. Yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Like, you know. Not surprising. And yet, if I had said one thing to retaliate, they, I probably would have gotten a Facebook strike for it, and I don't oh, well, understand. Well, I did. Remember, I left a comment that night. I was so pissed, and yeah. I left a really scathing comment, and right. five seconds later, oh, warning, we took your comment down. Well, that was. It was rude. That was automated, though. I know you put, it you, was. You but, dropped too many f bombs. Oh, I know, but I was pissed. And I didn't <laughs> I know, care. I know, but at right. the same time, like you can't say words against someone, but a whole action trying to destroy someone is fine. You're but right. you say a bad word to them. Well, and and at the end of the day, you guys, it boils down to this: I have lived the majority of my life as a soldier, protecting women, protecting the vulnerable, protecting people of other ethnicities. Protecting animals. We are guardians of this galaxy. I've, I've said it on other episodes. I really mean it when I say we are here to do no harm. You know, and so it really pains me when I have to tell someone to fuck off. But when they're being so scathing and hateful, because they're not being reasonable. If I could rationalize and be reasonable with them, but they don't want to hear it. There's nothing you can do or say to remedy the situation. And as it becomes more dramatic and toxic, you get more and more bent out of shape, and then finally you're just like, ah, fuck it. And you say mm-hmm. what needs to be said, and then they take that and they snapshot it and use it against you as a character assassination when, who, well, of course I'm upset. Who wouldn't be? You're yeah. upset that I said it to you, but I'm not allowed to be upset when you say it to me ten yeah. times worse. And saving you know? screenshots from something a year and a half mm. ago uh. is a little weird. That The implications of that blow boggle the mind. Yeah. How weird is that? Yeah. Something we've completely forgotten about. And she's oh, saving screenshots. I forgot her last like, name. Yeah. Until she popped up. <clears throat> and to see yeah. that she had kept those snapshots of what... 
And this was on a page on my private Facebook where I was talking about my depression, mm-hmm. doing as my grandma did. And then she comes, like, I couldn't understand why she was attacking me. What, because I'm it was, sad? It was weird. It was very it, weird. It, it had nothing to do with her mind. or anyone. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? Yeah. And so it really makes you realize that in this world, you guys, there's going to be people out there who, um, for whatever reason, uh, just aren't all clicking on all the right cylinders. And, um, you know, I posted something the other day on Facebook or on Instagram, and it, it went over to my uh, Facebook page. And this girl comes back and she goes, thank you. And I was like, yeah, of course. And I'll, I think, you know, I should probably read it. So the other day, you know, after I'm um, here, I am trying to process all this. And I wrote, don't obsess on what they're doing. Obsess on what you you want and how you're going to do it. And then above that, you know, that was a picture. And then above that, I said, too many people nowadays care entirely too much about what other people are doing, thinking and saying. People have lost their priorities, their center, and their ability to recognize the importance of not spending all your time worrying about others. Uh, worry about yourself. And if you can help, then help. If you can't, be supportive. If you have nothing nice to say, then perhaps mind your own business. But at the end of the day, never lose sight of your own life goals, who and how you want to be, and what steps you're going to take to get there. And then I said, small minds think about people, mediocre minds think about things, and large minds think about ideas. And this this uh, gal, she's good, for, you know, she's a friend of mine, and she's like, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you for saying this because right now she is going through the same thing that we're going through, which is this uh, person is gaslighting her online, and she's she's losing a friendship, and she doesn't know how to pick up the pieces because um, she feels crazy because this other person is trying to create this reality of her that isn't real yeah but furthermore you're losing a friend and furthermore um uh, she's trying to get other people to hate her too and and that's exactly what we're going through and i was like i know my dear i know exactly what you're going through because we're going through it ourselves, and it's terrible and it's tragic and i don't understand why people grown adults with lives and children and 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 jobs how do these people have the time to go home and pick up the you know every day it's almost like a project of theirs Mm -hmm. to target and hurt people now listen did i say some pretty not nice unkind things to her yes i admit it but i never called them a name i never made it about sex or gender and i was only trying to paint a picture of how pathetic it is to be hating on me when i'm just trying to joke around with you and um, and you can't reason with these people. And I wish you could. If any one of any one of them had come to me and said, "Hey, you know that that was really cold shit, man," I could have said, "Well, you know, I was I was feeling hurt, you yeah. know." And instead, they were coming to me to get me to rein you in or whatever. And then right. and then one person found me on a group that I forgot I was even in mm-hmm. and just made a comment, "Ouch, Rebecca, ouch," because I had unfriended her. Yeah. Well, All she had to do was come to me on Messenger and have a civil adult conversation, but she had to be snarky and... Well, you I, know, and this reminds me, we were watching an episode just last night, and I was like, oh, thank God. We watched an episode of King of the Hill where uh, Strickland Propane was going to get a, a Facebook page, and then they made the, that one character, I can't remember her name, the Facebook liaison and manager. And then the power went to her head... And then she started 
posting all this hate stuff about Strickland propane, and it got out of hand. And then in the end, uh, they came to her, were like, why are you so hateful of us? What did we do? And they're like, well, you know, I just feel like I'm not getting anywhere, and I don't feel like you guys respect me, and I don't feel like I have enough to do, and blah, blah, blah. And so, in other words, the point is, is that uh, had they come to me um, correctly and maturely, I would have said, you know, I don't like being mean to people. I don't prefer it. But when you're being mean to me and rude to me, and I can't get a word in edgewise, and I can't say anything reasonable or rational to try to, um, you know, walk back the situation and try to make friends... Uh, they they weren't they're not being reasonable, and so it, it really makes you realize that at the end of the day, normally mature, sensible people go crazy uh, when they're um, when they go online and then meet other people. There's like this strength in numbers, and there's this strength in anonymity. Yeah, and it, it's it's quite disturbing because I've seen it happen to other people, even before us, where uh, like say a girl. Uh, has different uh, political views, like a conservative point of view, and she wants to be a part of a makeup group, and they're all leftists, they're all woke liberals, and then she's just, you know, a moderate conservative, and then they they ostracize her for being different. And it's like, hey, if she's saying a bunch of hateful things, okay, that's one thing, but if somebody has differences in point of view, where did we get so damn crazy and immature to not allow people to have differences? I understand if... People are saying crazy right-wing conspiracy theories, but if somebody just has a different point of view than you, no matter how reasonable, it 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 makes people feel like we can't be friends anymore. Yeah. And that's not good. No. You know? No. Nope. So, you guys, at the end of the day, I mean, um, I don't mean to, to kick a dead horse. I was really debating on whether I wanted to talk about it at all because I didn't want to have to legitimize it. I didn't want to give it more energy. But I thought there was some learning lessons there, and I thought it might be therapeutic to talk about. And, you know, at the end of the day, Rebecca and I aren't saints. We're not perfect people, but we're none of the things they say. And so, you guys, be on the lookout, not only in uh, for us, but be on the lookout for, for people like that in your life who uh, are easily led and easily influenced by those toxic narcissists out there who can try to manipulate you and try to manipulate the situation and who will gaslight others into believing a version of reality that isn't real. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it boils down to. Yep. And so, you know, I'm not a perfect person, but I mean, to think that I'm all these things, a misogynist, are you kidding? I mean, I go out of my way to make sure that people feel loved and nurtured, especially women. And at the end of the day, it's just very, it was hurtful. And I went through this grief process, you know. Yeah. Um, but then I realized, you know, I was I was watching um, I was watching uh, uh, the forty year old virgin last night, and it started reminding of my dating years in my twenties. And I realized that I've become so sensitive and fragile in my old age. You know, uh, we let these things get to us. And I remember pissing off a woman every other Thursday back in the day when you're single. And I mean, I wasn't rude to them, but I mean. You know, if if somebody wasn't for you, you just go sorry, and that was it. And uh, you know, we 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 have to have a thicker skin in this world because there are going to be concerted efforts in people to want to hate on you. And I think it says more about them and their immaturity, you living rent free in their heads forevermore, 
uh, then it yeah. says about you and your character. And so, you know, if I had to do it all over again, I would have been maybe I would have just shut my mouth. And um, but I was, you know, I was getting ready to go on vacation and she's bringing all this drama. And I just was like, I had to excise all that toxicity from my life. And so when I told her off, I was doing it for myself to kind of close the chapter. I didn't mean for it to start a whole new ball of worms, you know. Right. So, yeah. no, no. oh my goodness. But anyways, point is, if is, any of them come on to the, mm. the podcast and, you know, dig up dirt, they're giving us views, so they're helping us. Yeah, really. Come on <laughs> over. Listen to the show. <laughs> but you guys, I mean, at the end of the day, be on the lookout for people in your life. I call them usurpers. I call them uh, toxic narcissists. Um, people who just have a very... They're, they think their opinion matters more than yours. And at the end of the day, once they have their mind made up, they are unreasonable and they are beyond reproach. You can't reason with them. You can't. You try to apologize. You try to be diplomatic and they're like not having it. Those kind of people are not your friends. Yeah. That's what it boils down to. Yep. And Rebecca and I really are trying to turn over a new leaf. We've never been bad people, but now we're extra sp- super good. And I don't understand why people would want to hurt us. So hateful, so spiteful, so scornful. And um, I think what hurt me the most was the fact that it hurt you. It hurt me the most because they're trying to hurt my public reputation Mm -hmm. and my career. And thirdly, that um, this juxtaposed against the fact that I'm really stepping up to live a life of, uh, of compassion. Um, it doesn't mean that I'm a perfect person. When people give it to me, I might give it back. But I try not to. But at the end of the day, I mean, good grief. How do you how do you not stick up for yourself in that kind of situation, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So, sorry to give it so much energy, but I just wanted to get that out of the way. It's kind of the final, just <clears throat> the final day, yeah. getting it out there. And, getting it off our chest, yeah. being done with it energetically and moving yep. on. Yeah. Uh, and that's what it is. And I hope if they're listening to this, you guys... I won't apologize for the things I said to you, but I will apologize that it had to be this way. It's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Reach out to us as a friend. You'll find out we're good people. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, anyway, but I say all that to say that in this world, there are sociopaths, whether they think so or not. There are narcissists. There are people, whether you use psychological terms or not, that have a very high opinion of themselves, and they sometimes will play head games with us. So we have to be very careful of that gaslighting, very careful of that kind of stuff. And so really what this show is about, it's about, I want to talk about, we have several articles here, and we're going to pivot now, move on to bigger, better things. (laughs) But I want to pivot to ways in which we can become more emotionally mature, have more emotional intelligence, but more than that, have a good, strong sense of self and who we are. Because if you don't have a strong, a, a strong sense of yourself, you're going to start believing all the bad things people say about you instead of going, no, fuck that. <laughs> you know? <Yeah. clears throat> and so that's what I want to talk about. Mm-hmm. So, you know, um, you know, I really did struggle. I, I didn't really want to talk about it because I didn't want to piss anyone off for one. But also, I didn't. I, I was afraid that I wasn't going to be able to choose my words correctly 
in order to show my innocence and all this, you know, because I mean, at the end of the day, you guys have to take my word for it. And you have to take Rebecca and my word for it that we're not all these awful things. I mean, but, but, but I think, you know, we're at a point now, babe, where we've been doing this for over a year. We don't instigate problems. We aren't anything near anything that anybody would have any reason to hate on us, especially like that. No, not at all. You know, and, and so it just, it took me aback. And, uh, and then I realized, okay, well, I'm going to have to deal with this. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, to tell, to say things like I'm a misogynist and have all these women uh, block you as if I did some criminal act, it's like, good grief, you guys. Um, it, it was just a, a, a premeditated, hateful uh, smear campaign lodged against the two of us um, and like I said, these people don't know us in real life. And in real life, the people that know us know that we live to be better, more enlightened, more kind people, and to be helpful, and to be generous, and to be genuine. Um, but when you're raised in America, there are, you know, I call it American, uh, they call it American exceptionalism. Uh, they call it grit and determination. When you're a red-blooded American, or any country for that matter, but when you're a red-blooded person, you sometimes give shit back, you know? And, you know, and I try to be mature in most situations, but when you've had enough of people's stuff, their crap, their nonsense, especially when they're just yelling at you or trying to shame you, it's like, good grief, go away. Like, what the hell can I say? There's nothing you can do in that situation because they've their mind is already made up. And so at the end of the day, I'm just like, good grief. I mean, I I can't reason with you. I could try to be nice to you, but you're just going to shit on me. So where do we go from here? I guess I'll yeah. just tell you to fuck off and then block you. And yeah. then they snapshot that and they say, see, 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 he's doing it to a woman. Therefore, he's a misogynist. Like, ugh, really? Like, no, I'm treating you equally. I, right. I'm trying to treat you equally because yeah. I respect your opinion as a woman. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where it gets you for a few days and then you have to move on because what are we supposed to do? Shame ourselves and, and, and commit suicide and, and, and have a long lengthy letter, how we're terrible people and we just kill ourselves. Is that what they want? Yeah. I mean, what I is their go- end game? What is what their I was goal? Say. I don't understand what the whole end goal is. Because like, I think even if we did all the things they wanted, we met all their demands. We admitted wrongdoing. We apologize. We do all these terrible things. They would still fucking treat us like shit. So yeah. what? Where's yeah. the end game? Where's what? Are, I mean, so what do we do with these types of people that are toxic, that are gaslighters, who that are trying to go out of their way to shape public perception of you? Uh, yeah. What do we? What do you do with people like you that? Just, you try to hold on to your sense of self and yeah. know that you know who you are. Right. You know what you are and. And that's what, it's hard not to let it get into your brain. Sure. It's like these little worms that the go in there. little worms. Yeah. Which is the actual definition of gaslighting. It makes you question your own reality yeah, and your own sense of worth. Mm-hmm. That's right. It does. So you just have to try to hang mm-hmm. on to who you are. And Well, yeah. Anytime I ever said anything uh, unkind to someone, I never called them a bitch or a slut. I never engaged in gender sl- slanderizing. And when I did it, it was so that we could end it. You started it, you initiated, I'm going to end it, I'm mm-hmm. going to unfriend you, I'm going to block you, and then I'm going to move on with my life. 
It was yeah. never meant to initiate all this other crap. No. And the fact that it's still mm. going on two weeks later, like, what? Is, don't you people have lives? I know. I don't understand I it. Know. Like, I know. You know. Well, and that's why I want you guys to keep a lookout. If you see a bad review, which I have all perfect reviews so far, so if you see a bad one, realize it's probably some gal who got through my my filters and decided she's going to try to tank my career with bad reviews because I think the work we're doing is pure. I think the work we're doing is generous. I think the work we're doing is 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 good stuff. And I, you know, I'm like I said, we're not perfect people but i no, mean we're human and we're ener- trying right and but energy is intention our intention is always to enlighten always to inform and always to be succinct and meaningful and thoughtful a little bit playful a little bit serious but a little bit playful and that's what the show's all about is that we can get all the people in this life who have regular jobs who are feeling defeated because regular jobs have a tendency to gaslight us into thinking we're not good enough uh, and so we're going to go into part two of this in just a little bit. But um, we have a bunch of articles lined up that are going to help us sort of figure out our center, help us figure out how to sort of get through it when we're being um, sort of ostracized by uh, whether it be online or in real life, could be your own family. Uh, but how do we find mental grit and tenacity to believe in ourselves and believe we're good people despite the fact that we've upset people and they've gone on a rampage to destroy you. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> you really have to believe in your own moral center. Yeah. You and do. your own conviction. Mm-hmm. And let that be the proof of, that Absolutely. the proof I, is in the pudding. I was talking to know? one of my coworkers about this whole thing too. And she said she's had similar things with family and she's had to cut off family and have them come and try and come back and you this and you that. And no, I know who I am. I right. know what my reality is and what's happening. And you got to go. Well, and- yeah. And I've never uh, uh, walked. I never tried to get people to. I never tried to hide the fact that I'm a cranky, gritty, crusty motherfucker. <laughs> but I'm also kind. And I'm also fair. And at the end of the day, if you piss me off, it's because you went out of your way to piss me off. Because I have a pretty high tolerance for that. Yeah. You know, and so at the end of the day, yeah, you have to believe that there are going to be people out there who understand the difference between you being a bad person and you basically going into defense mode because there's nothing that can be done. The, yeah. the damage is done, and now you're just trying to pick up the pieces. And uh, thankfully, we've had so many Facebook friends, so many real friends come out of the woodwork to say, "Oh my God, are people really still doing this?" Uh, we have yeah. a friend who's in his like he's like seventy. He's a <clears throat> he's a former school teacher down in L.A. Mm-hmm. And uh, he comes on. He goes, you know, uh, Facebook has really been an eye opener in understanding some people's mentalities and just how toxic it is. Oh my mm-hmm. God! I, I I did not know that existed, and yeah, it's true. It's very eye opening, and yeah. it is. It really is. Um, because yeah. I, I mean, I'll admit I'm not a saint, but I'm not all these terrible things. I don't have any criminal record. I've never done anything to hurt anybody. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, it's like it's, oh. it's unreal. It's like those things it you see unreal. happen it's to other so people, real. and then it happens mm. to you, and you're like, right. oh shit. Well, it kind of reminds me of, like, Popcorn Planet with Andy Signor. Now, 
I've never met these people in person. I've never met them, never shook their hand, never seen them in real life. This is all a purely online friendship. But people who will go out of their way to accuse someone of violent sexual assault just to get back at them because... Because what? Well, probably because they can't be with him because he has a family. Uh, Yeah. You know, Mm -hmm. or that he had to break it off because he came to his senses and said, hey, and then her payback is to hurt them. And so we have to be careful. Um, I don't think that women are necessarily more scandalous than men, but, you know, hell hath no fury like a woman scorned sometimes. And there's some ladies out there. I wouldn't call it the majority. But there's a handful of people out there, some women, who just love muckraking, breaking out hot coals for everybody to step on. What is that? Yeah, I don't understand it. And Are they just miserable, unhappy people? I think that's a large part of it. Yeah. Yeah, and it gives them some sort of satisfaction and self-worth or something. And, um, mm. yeah, I just happened mm. to pick up a magazine last night at work, and it was a little article about, like, six celebrities that have just completely gotten offline yeah. Because of so much shit. Like, can you imagine right. on like a global scale, like oh. people telling you a piece of shit? Like, there was this yeah. one girl, I didn't even recognize her name. Yeah. But she was mentioning the fact that someone had kind of gotten into mm. her DMs and she was ready to commit suicide because of what this person was saying oh, to her. My gosh. And yeah, so it's just. Or like don't. children. When children yeah. are bullied online, they, yeah. they commit suicide. Yeah. Thankfully, I have a thick enough skin and I'm old enough and wise Mm -hmm. enough to not let these things get to me. But I mean, even I had trouble sleeping the first night. Yeah. Just preoccupied with it. You know, it didn't hurt my feelings. It just sort of I was in shock and I was utterly dumbfounded as what as what to do about it. And your mind keeps getting preoccupied about it Mm -hmm. on what to do, replaying what was said over and over again. And then you finally you realize, no, that's not who I am. That is not. Yeah, I will not let my harshest critics control the narrative. Yeah. So I decided, you know, because I, I really debated whether or not to talk about it on the show mm-hmm. because I didn't, first of all, if they listen, I don't want them coming after us. We're not trying to per- perpetuate it. We want it to end. Yeah. We well, want like it to I said, stop. If they do listen, they're giving us views. So thanks. <laughs> yeah. Well, and more it's than just that, get I it don't off want. Chest. And yes, and exactly. Final. Right. And I want it to be a, a teaching lesson. A learning lesson that uh, you can't trust everybody that you meet. It's yeah. great that we have online connections, but at the end of the day, you unless you've met them in person or you talk regularly in private, you don't know that person. So beware, be leery, yeah. be careful. That's mm-hmm. all. Um, but yeah, no, if I wasn't an older, thicker skinned person, I think it really would have crushed me. Yeah. Absolutely. If it had happened, if I was in my 20s and something oh, like this happened. Oh, it would have mortified us. Yeah, it would have been terrible. Well, it never would have mortified me because I've already always had a fuck you attitude. Yeah. The military just taught me toughness beyond toughness. Um, but energetically, psychically, it, it bothers me because mm-hmm. you're taking up useful energy uh, that you could be re- having a nice day on having to clear the air or having to address the situation when you really prefer not to. And and so it, it's, yeah. it, be, it becomes sort of like uh, just taxing on your soul because you, any person who is psychically attacked by energetically, uh, you know that there's a handful of people out there who really do think you're this awful human being. And it's like, Jesus Christ, I haven't done anything to hurt anyone other than 
fight back when given shit. I mean, that was that's all yeah. I'm guilty of. And I, I wish I had sort of played it different, but at the end of the day, I mean, it was so that we could end it because they were being overdramatic. They were being mm-hmm. crazy and And some people radical. just live on drama. They do, right. They live on it and for it. And that's right. just, I have a feeling that's what this person yeah, is. I don't I think, so. I think the vast majority of those gals uh, will let it go. Um, and then she'll have she'll she'll convince a handful to be her apostles, her soldiers to the cause. Um, but the vast majority of them will probably just forget it and for, for not forgive, but they'll forget and they'll go on to their next catastrophe. Um, and yeah. then, but I have a feeling that this the the main central gal in all this, uh, the instigator, as I call her, I have a feeling that she does not she is incapable of dropping stuff. I don't know for how long, but yeah, she'll move on to someone else at some point. You think she'll target somebody else? Is that her nature? Is that what she's like? Yeah, I think so. Like I said, I've seen it before. I'm not realizing. My deepest fear about her is that I do feel that she's like Amber Heard and that she's so cunning. She's so manipulative that she would literally go way, way, way out of her way to convince people of something that isn't true. And... Yeah. I, I worry about people like that because they don't have a line of dis- decency. They don't have, they don't know where the line of decency is. And, uh, uh, you know, it's their word against yours. And so here you are fighting someone tooth and nail when it should be over with already. Yeah. I'm just afraid that she's going to go Amber Heard on us and make law of accusations at us. And then it's like unfounded ones. Like I said, there's no evidence of anything. I haven't no, even met this person in real life. No, I mean, she, she she went so far as to say that I flirted with her. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding me? I know. I find her, not just physically, but I find her and her soul revolting. Yeah. Oh, I know. Because she had to build herself up while right. trying to build yourself. Build. Put. put <laughs> bring you down. Build you down. Yeah, yeah. Tear you down. Yeah. yeah well, it's... anyway, so any final thoughts? We're going to go on to part two now. Uh, we've got a bunch of articles uh, basically about, okay, so you're the victim of life kicking your ass. You're the victim of gaslighting. You're the victim of people uh, ostracizing you and belittling you or cyberbullying you. Now, how do we find uh, our quality of life now that it's done, now that it's, it's been said and done, there's nothing more that you can do about it. How do we find our comfort? How do we find our center? How do we find our uh, empowerment and a good cheer and happiness now that we've been subjected to the harsher, uglier elements of society. And that's yeah. what we're going to talk about. Yeah. So you got anything more to say, hon? Uh, just that it <clears throat> sucked. Yeah, but it did. It, you know, I know that I'm done. not innocent entirely, but I really tried to choose my words carefully in that I didn't yeah. want to make this about gender. And I did. I just wanted it to end because we were getting ready to go on vacation. I was like, good grief, girl. You know, but the whole yeah. thing started because it's okay for a woman to call a man a snack. But if I called the woman a snack, oh, my God, you would never hear the yeah. end of it. I know. And I was goofing, I and I just wish she knew that. And that's the problem sometimes with text is that you don't know someone's intentions. You can't yeah. really understand intention there. And I tried to walk it back, letting her know I was just dad joking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah. she wasn't having it, man. And I nope. just, oh, God. And, and it just, it got to the point where I'm like, you know what? Fuck it. Fuck you. Bye. 
<laughs> yeah. And I, I wish I had handled it better, but I, you know, like I said, I was getting ready to go on vacation, and this is like I said, a handful of this always from this one group, which makes me think that that group was always tainted because of the actions and words of the central antagonist. Yeah. The central instigator. Yeah. And it's just, it's <clears throat> disappointing there's some people that I thought higher of thought would I thought would they were better, better than that. Smarter there's than that. Quite a few that, that they I would thought, come to us. Yeah. Say, "Hey, I heard some bad and those things." Those are the ones that immediately unfriended and blocked me. So, right, right. Okay. Well, and that goes to show that um, you know, uh people can often be compelled by shitty evidence. Yeah. And that's and and these are the same ladies by the way who would get all pissed off about right wingers for being stupid because they believe in false evidence. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my yeah. god. Yeah. The hypocrisy. Yeah. yeah. It's just dumbfounding. It is. And, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> but like I said in the end, I'm out of the group. I'm a hundred friends lighter. New chapter, new story. Well, clean slate. You yeah. don't need all that baggage. You don't need all those people in your life. You really don't. Live a small, quiet life, you know? Yep. So at the end of the day, we're, you know, we're going to continue this on in, in part two. But at the end of the day, what would you like to leave people with about this so that we can move on? Uh, how do younger uh, women or younger people in general, how can younger people who are, you know, really hurt by those kinds of things how what is your advice for them in terms of being gaslit into thinking they're bad people especially when you're younger it's so hard because you don't have a fully developed sense of who you are and what the world is and that's when it can be really hurtful when it's with younger people and you just have to try to be yourself and stand tall and know who you are and yeah well like i'm afraid like this is going to somehow uh, uh, create some public perception problem, and as I'm growing and getting bigger, I mean, everything's falling into place. We're getting bigger, we're getting more people listening, we're getting a, much more interactions and followers. I don't want these people thinking ill of me. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, if you think ill of me without proper evidence, then I don't want you around dragging me down into the muck. So, on the one hand, I want to make friends and be peaceful to everybody, Mm -hmm. but on the other hand, I don't want hateful bastards in my life. So, if if you're that kind of person, please, don't listen to the show. Yeah. (laughs) And there's, (laughs) what, 8 billion people in the world? What's 100? What's 100 out of 8 billion? That's right. Look at the bigger picture. That's right. And we're going to go into a bunch of cool advice with these articles on part two. So, let's do that now. You got anything else to say, babe? Not really. I'm just glad we just talked about it. Yeah, we well, I thought it would and... be therapeutic, and I thought it would give my audience a, a, a heads up. If they see anything hateful of us out there on the uh, social media or out there on my uh, uh, podcast sites, uh, cr- bad criticisms and things, uh, just be, you know, I've, I got my first stalker, and uh, <laughs> it sucks. I don't like it. Um, that said... I know what kind of person I am, and I know who I am and what I care about, and it's never been about gender. It's about character or lack of character. Some people just don't have a whole lot of character, and some people can just be easily led and manipulated by half-truths and only knowing one half of the story. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. It it doesn't matter. 
No. Ultimately. No, ultimately it doesn't. So thank you guys for listening to an episode. We've got part two coming. Uh, you guys can always join the conversation on our social media sites. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Facebook, we're at Chef Bright Comedy. Twitter, Chef Bright Comedy. And Instagram, at uh, Surviving Empathy Podcast. You want to tell the folks where you're at? Yep, I'm Spooky Nerdy Gal. And if you're coming uh, to hate on us, don't bother. We're going to block you. We're going to erase <laughs> it. Not because we're afraid of the truth, but we're afraid of the lies. Yeah. At the end of the day, you can only put up with so much toxic shit. And uh, if people come, they want to know more about it, you want to, you know, you're... You can have a civil conversation. Right. If you want to have a civil conversation, that's one thing. But if you're coming to pile on, uh, check yourself at the door. Bye. Yep. <laughs> All right. Thank you, babe. It's fun. Yeah. See you in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> See you on the flip flop. <laughs> bye bye, you guys. Bye.